0: Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today, we're talking... Flies. What do you think about flies?
1: I want to start to think about them, really. I mean, I think that they're part of the cycle of life. Like, they're gross, but they're necessary. And they do their gross thing. And there's stuff about flies that I think is
0: charming. So. I'm I'm pretty neutral on flies. You know, they get in, they kind of buzz around. I just don't... I don't like it when stuff gets on me.
1: I don't like when it's a big one. That's I, that's the only thing I don't like. Like, the big fat ones that are just, like, drunk in the house. I don't like those guys.
0: Well, they're drunk because we always crank up the AC so yeah, high.
1: Uh-huh. They go into the hibernation immediately as soon as they come in they just drop dead out of the sky
0: (laughs) yeah I don't know I don't know a lot about flies except I know baby flies are maggots yeah that's the hot rice right you ever forget to put your garbage can out for a week And just kind of festers there. And then you put it out. You may get some hot rice in there. And it's not a tasty meal.
1: No, it's not. It's disgusting.
0: So I think everybody knows what flies are. But Natalie, tell me, what is a fly?
1: Flies are insects of the order Diptera. And they are special guys that only use a single pair of wings to fly. And they also have high-speed sensors of rotational movement. And they perform advanced acrobatics when they are flying around. Around. so they are like right
0: they they are acrobatic they really kind of dart around they're yeah. kind of like you know the way that bats fly how bats just fly all crazy like they don't
1: care where they're going
0: yeah flies seem much the same way to me
1: there is a million species of flies name them <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no i'm just kidding <laughs>
0: I I think I only know one off the top of my head. Which one's that? Drosophilia. That's the fruit fly.
1: Oh, I, didn't, I don't know any science names for any of them. I know like horsefly, housefly, mayfly.
0: Oh yeah, I mean a million species. There's probably- Butterfly. Sp- <laughs> there's probably- <laughs> I mean, there's gotta be some we haven't even heard of. Right. <laughs>
1: I mean, there's a million different kinds. Of course there's kinds that we haven't heard of, unless we just sat here and talked about flies constantly, to the exception of everything else.
0: I think, you know, flies are magnificent to me now, because how many times have you said, oh, there's a million... How big's that that escalator? You know, I remember uh, my first time in Washington D.C. I went to this stop called Rosslyn. I think it was the first time I'd ever been on a public transit system. Right. <laughs> I had to leave town. I mean, the the bus doesn't count. Right. The right. bus is the bus is a car.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just a long car.
0: Yeah. And so went to Washington DC and and went to this metro station which is like their subway they have and got on this escalator and it was like 3 minutes later I'm still in the escalator and I'm like what the fuck is happening? <laughs>
1: It, yeah, too much escalator.
0: But that's like, wow, there's a there's a million stairs. That escalator is like a million miles long. No, there's actually a million different types of flies. Yes,
1: yeah, I'm not exaggerating. I'm being accurate. There's a million different types of flies.
0: And there's not just one of each.
1: No. There's, They've got yeah. to have
0: multiples of each one. Right. Otherwise, it's just a guy.
1: Yeah, just like one fucked up bug that no one gets yet. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> <laughs> So, one of the things with the flies is that they can move their head around. That's like not a thing that a lot of bugs can do, right? Really? Like, you think like beetles. Their head is not like.
0: Well, beetles are attached. Beetles are. Beetles don't really have a neck. Ants can move their heads around. Yeah. I just an ant was the first bug I thought of. I'm sorry. I I kind of made flies seem less special.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also have compound eyes. And they also have piercing and sucking mouth parts.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty alternative.
1: Are mosquitoes flies?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Why don't you find out?
1: we, we asked the internet. Is a mosquito a fly? yes it is really mosquito mosquitoes are members of a group of almost 3600 species of small flies
0: Well, I hate flies, then. Mosquitoes gotta be one of the worst bugs out there.
1: You know, I feel like maybe flies are an example of, like, cosmic balance. Like, you could say, oh, it's a fly. But really, it is a million different species of bugs that are considered to be flies. And so some flies are going to be cool, and some guys are going to absolutely suck ass.
0: With their piercing and sucking parts.
1: Right, right.
0: The thing is, if... uh... class of animals has a million of them in it. First of all, I only found out like a few years ago. I just never thought about it, but a bug is an animal. (laughs) This blew my mind when I heard about it.
1: Everything is an animal except for trees and plants and rocks. Think about it.
0: Well, when we were when we were kids, I don't remember if it was twenty questions or if it was if it was something similar. But you would always say vegetable, animal, or mineral. Those were the three kingdoms of that game. Uh-huh. And I suppose if it's not a vegetable or a mineral, in some sense, it's an animal. Right,
1: right. Unless it's water. That's the other one. Oh my God! See. <laughs>
0: I feel like we would have blown this game wide open if we were trying to play this game as kids together. I think I think you and I could have blown this sucker wide open. We could have taken the lid off that pot.
1: Right, right. I'm really good at classifying shit like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a rock. Definitely. <laughs> it's, that's
0: definitely you're...
1: a plant. <laughs> it's a secret skill I have. You might be interested to know about it. I, I don't I talk didn't... about it because I don't want to make you feel bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know until just now. Think about it.
1: I'm... I'm a very multifaceted person.
0: Do you know the other thing that comes to mind when I think about a million of something is is about 20 years ago uh, when you could gamble online. There was a site called uh, Golden Palace.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. I never
0: used it, but it was always famous for doing these stunts. Publicity right? stunts. Publicity stunt. That's what I was trying to think of. And they had a lady tattoo goldenpalace.com on her forehead, like right below her hairline. And people asked her, I mean, obviously, Obviously it made the news and everybody said why did you do it because she did it for $10,000 yeah
1: not enough money baby <laughs> and
0: I her response was to me $10,000 is like a million dollars that's what I think of when I think of a million something is is it really a million or is it 10000 <laughs> I think sometimes somebody might tell you there's a million of something, might be closer to about 600. Right. I would say if you showed an average person 600 of something and you said, does this look like a million to you? I would say half of them would say yes.
1: I'm good at estimating.
0: I'm fantastic at estimating, but because I would like count a few and break it up into groups and Mm -hmm. keep subdividing it, wouldn't you? Isn't that what you would uh do? Mm -hmm. Or you would take a sample and then like multiply that out and keep like estimating. Based on like aggregate. I would just look at it and
1: be like, okay, so like eyeball it, let's break this bitch up into like nine squares. And then count how many is yeah. in, one, in one of the squares. And you can be like, all right. You don't even need to count all of them. Just see see how much room in the square
0: yeah yeah
1: it takes up. And be like, all right, eh. That was about 726. Yeah. And then you win the jelly bean contest. And
0: then you multiply it by nine. See, that's, I always tried to go by units of 10 because that's just zero, zero, zero. Right. But you really, 726 times nine. I always is-
1: used to win those contests where you had to guess the things in the jar. Yeah. That was always the only contests I've ever won.
0: <laughs> was it always jelly beans what did they put in the jar you know
1: whatever people used to have parties where they did stuff aside from just like getting in fights or whatever i don't know it depends on what kind of party it was if it was like a holiday party maybe it'd be full of m&ms or jelly beans or maybe if it was a birthday party it would be filled with something different right cake or like i I think i recall one being just beans regular beans. beans yeah
0: that could be dangerous <laughs>
1: You just look at it, and then you write down your guess on the slip of paper, and then you win every time, if you're me. (laughs) I'm just showing you all these other new skills I got that you would know about.
0: It's amazing. You know, you know somebody for what you feel like is a long time, and it turns out they're even more of a genius.
1: It's just I have to, like, very slowly like, unveil my secrets to keep you interested for, like, decades and decades. Imagine, like, how crazy it's going to be when I blow your mind with some shit when I'm 80.
0: It's going to be fucking great. See, (laughs) I... I always operated that's that's my thing I always operated under the reverse thing which is just tell everybody like the very most specific things about me and then it only gets better from here right right so just have a few real weird ones see my behavior that is probably going to be annoying to some people and then if, if you're fine with that then everything's good
1: right right <laughs> I always let my bad behavior out first.
0: Absolutely. Like you have
1: to like me at my worst before you get to know me well, good about me. You can <laughs>
0: You know, I was telling Nona about this the other day. You don't let your full personality out at work, but that doesn't mean that you're pretending to be a different person. It's just that you are basically trading your ability to be a full person for, you know, some amount of money and recognition and whatever else you get out of your career, right? When you are talking to somebody and you are making friends, you cannot do, like, work person to them. If you're making friends with people from work, absolutely do work person to them. Them, that you have to let them be weird first. It's, a, it's like a standoff,
1: right? Right,
0: you have to let them be weird first, then you let out a little bit of weird and see if they reciprocate. Yeah, right. If they call you weird, you're like, haha.
1: I was joking, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs>
0: If you're in your civilian life, you know, there's nothing dangling over your head. You can just talk to people like a normal human, of course.
1: Well, I mean, I think that I am especially weird, and so, like, I play my cards a little closely.
0: I find that I like people more when they are weirder and more interesting, so I just let that out anyway because...
1: Because you're a guy. guy, You're allowed being a little weirder if you're a guy, I think.
0: Oh, way weirder. Yeah. Because you're even, eccentric and they love it. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it was fair. I agree with you, though. Right.
1: I mean, it's not fair how cool I am. It's a trade-off. Like, I'm extremely cool, but I don't have rights. <laughs> a little bit of one, a little bit of the other.
0: A little bit of it. <laughs> A little bit of Libra scale story. Yeah, right? Like I was saying
1: before, in order to have a whole, you need to have positives and negatives. You need to have light and dark. You need to have the opposites, right? In order to have it be the whole, right? So nothing is ever perfect. And I am so great. That's why the world sucks so much. <laughs> that's how I'm looking at it now. <laughs>
0: It's just, po- it's just polarity. Right, right. I mean, for the universe to have vitality, you need to have hot and cold, right? That's the thing. Thermodynamically, when the universe is at a standstill, that's the heat death. Everything's mm. the same temperature, right? right? right. You got to have hot spots and cold spots. You got to have friends on one <laughs> hand, co-workers on the other.
1: Right, right. Not everyone's going to be your friend. Not everyone's going to like you, but by the same token, you're not going to like everybody. So, I mean, if you don't like everybody, why are you going to get offended if someone who you're not even friends with doesn't like you? No one gives a shit, right?
0: Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I suppose it's really just ego to imagine that everybody must like you, even though you clearly walk among morons and annoyers.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) And certainly that's you know, that's a viewpoint you would have as a teenager. Is you know, I'm great. I am a real person in here. Everybody else is just uh, put here to annoy me.
1: Right. Well, yeah. I think my my beliefs are very much different than they were when I was in high school.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs>
1: I think when I was in high school, I was like nothing is real. Like I was really like nihilistic.
0: I'm not sure what my beliefs were in high school. I do know that I had an English teacher once that told me that I should read Ayn Rand. No. I should. <laughs> uh, I should read. Uh, what was it? She told me I should read Fountainhead. Fountainhead. And uh, I, <laughs> I went to the library, and Fountainhead is this giant book, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, next to it is this little book called Anthem. And so I was like, well, I'll get that one. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm not opposed to reading it was just you know sometimes you get all the way to the end sometimes you watch a three hour movie you get all the way to the end and you're like god damn it you know so I read the little book and it was okay to like a 15 16 year old that seemed okay but it seemed like it was getting at something and i didn't understand what it was getting at and then i got the fountainhead and i kind of read through it and i was like this is really bad
1: your teacher in classic cincinnati teacher style they saw that smart young man and they're like we better intercept this kid before he gets empathy (laughs) make sure we influence him now before he has empathy for others
0: (laughs) See, I'm not. I'm not sure whether the teacher just thought I would like it because I was a little teenage asshole. I mean, I was not.
1: He's like, This kid should love this.
0: I was. N- I was not a bad person, but I definitely the one thing I've had to do through the course of my life is to like not let my mouth get me in trouble. Right. I used to say some shit, you know, not hateful shit, but I would really just let that thing go. <laughs> right. I used to let my mouth get me in trouble, and I used to say what I thought all the time. But it turns out that's not appropriate. That was one of the things you learn as a child.
1: Yeah, I feel like we used to get mixed messages as a child. Like always tell the truth. You should tell people how you feel. They tell said the truth.
0: They said both of those.
1: Yes, they did. But then when you do that, they're like, shut up. <laughs> They said, we're all equals. Uh They said, it doesn't matter what ethnicity people are. Everybody is the same. Inside, everybody is the same. That's what they used to teach us, right?
0: Yeah, that's what they told us. Look
1: at this place. I feel like I was the only one who internalized that lesson.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, looking back at it now, I feel like this is very misleading. And we interpreted, always tell the truth treat everybody equal treat people how you would want to be treated you'd find those in the bible probably right right. you'd find them in any text that's like here's some good ideas for life right But they told you those like as ideals. I thought that they were like, okay, welcome to the world. Here's what we're all doing. And I was like, ooh, that sounds nice.
1: Right, let's do it, man. I love everybody, man. It's cool, man. No, none of y'all were acting like that. You know, people listening to podcasts, you guys are all pretty nice. I think that y'all y'all are probably fine. But like, we're minority. You know we're a minority. <laughs>
0: As far as being empathetic and taking people at their word Mm -hmm. (laughs) and choosing kindness and compassion to others, those are things that I think all of us, at least in our little bubble of folks that we all know, I think we kind of strive to do that. And that is unfortunately not what most of American society is.
1: Right, right. (sighs) Anyway. So, one of the things about flies that I wanted to make sure I talked about today, because it's one of my favorite science experiments, was the experiment where they had the jars and they were trying to determine where flies came from. Because back in the old days, they thought that flies were spontaneously coming from rotten meat. Like, they thought that they were some byproduct of meat rotting. Oh, yeah. And so they had this experiment where they put the meat in the jar and they put the piece of cheesecloth over the top and they, and they showed that the flies were coming and laying eggs. Because they were then laying eggs on the cloth instead of getting them on the meat.
0: Oh, okay. And so
1: they're like, see, it's not the meat. It's the guys coming and laying eggs on it. I always liked that experiment. And I also extremely like the idea that the flies just come right from the meat.
0: I love experiments like that. Because, first of all, it's great that... Can you imagine, like, having your mind blown and being like, fuck, right these flies are coming from elsewhere and they're just laying eggs like a frog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. First of all, that's got to be a mind blower. But second of all, up until that point, it was accepted that meat turned into flies and flew off.
1: Right. Like, they just... You know, your meat gets bad and it turns to flies. And once it starts throwing to flies, you better throw it away.
0: What other meat experiments have we simply not... done (laughs) What in the world remains as a meat that turns into flies because we have simply not thought to study it? Right. All of our knowledge that we have, and this this idea is epistemology, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I've never talked to anybody about it for some reason. I know that living in America, especially if you're outside this country, it may seem like this intellectual... Just like an amusement park of philosophers just walking down the street with their <laughs> with their with their thumb and forefinger on their chin, just ah, pondering Oh yes,
1: epistemology. Pon- <laughs> I'm ready to chat about it, guy.
0: Pondering the mystery. Yeah. I
1: certainly never got made fun of for reading. <laughs>
0: But so that's the idea is the study of where your knowledge comes from. What is the provenance of what you know? Mm -hmm. It's incredibly hard to think about all the facts you know and wonder where they came from and then design an experiment to test them individually. Right. There's for sure meat fly traps out there like there's something that everybody thinks right now that everybody absolutely assumes is true that is actually not true just nobody has thought to question it yet because it fits so neatly into whatever narrative of life that, you know, society is maintaining. Right. Like one of my theories, and it's not even really a theory. It's a thought experiment. Sure. You know, everybody thinks that the air in solid objects, everything material in the world is made up of little tiny bouncing balls. Because that's just a way to visualize it that people have created, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's like packets of energy. And you know, matter and energy is the same thing in the material world, right? I mean, that was the big Einstein thing, EMC, right? We all know that one.
1: I didn't know what M and C were, but I know what E is. (laughs)
0: Well, E equals MC squared, it's energy, and then M is mass, and then C is the speed of light. Why would C
1: be speed of light? Why would that be MS squared?
0: C, because the the letter S is going to refer to something else. C is just a constant that refers to the speed of light. See, I'm pretty sure that he got to pick it, because this Einstein guy was horny as fuck for the speed of light. He's like, (laughs) everything is about this
1: how fast does this light go? That's what he was like.
0: (laughs) I think he had... He had like a Quentin Tarantino thing. With the speed of light. Like, you know, you watch any Quentin Tarantino movie and the feet pop out at you. Some lady's got her old feet out and her toenails are all painted perfectly and stuff. Yeah, right. It's a little bit too precise. The camera lingers a little too long. Einstein was doing that.
1: (laughs) Only with how fast the light was going.
0: Yeah, he would... (laughs) I'm not even going to get into it.
1: So... Who invented flies the Middle Triassic period? That was a long time ago. 240 million years ago.
0: That really was. One day, some other insect laid an egg and it came out and it was a damn fly.
1: Right. Flies (laughs) predate flowering plants. And so the original flies would not have used plants and nectar and stuff to eat. So they would have eaten something else.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. So flies now will eat anything. Yeah. I was led to believe by the movie The Fly, starring Jeff Gold bloom that flies sort of spit digestive juice on stuff and then they suck it up.
1: Yeah, I think that I mean, I think it probably depends on the fly, man. There's like a million different ones.
0: <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny that there's literally <laughs> a million cuz there's never a million of anything. I mean, like some
1: flies might do that, like like in the movie, but some flies are mosquitoes, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and some flies we don't even know about cuz it's like number 867,423.
0: I know. After you get into 867,000s, it's fucking mystery flies. <laughs> like what
1: the hell kind of fly is this? It has like four legs. What's going on? <laughs> But they think that the modern flies back in the old days... (laughs) probably sucked honeydew off of bugs that suck sap.
0: Okay.
1: Now isn't honeydew like the bug pee when they just drink sap? Isn't that what's going on?
0: Well, aphids make honeydew and that's when they suck it out of the plant. And I don't know if honeydew is their pee or what's going on there. They're leaking
1: it, so obviously they don't need it.
0: Well, I think they suck it out and then they kind of crap it out.
1: Right. It's like, it's a byproduct of the bug. They got what they wanted out of it and that's what's left. I think it's gross that the fruits are called honeydew. If that's what honeydew is.
0: Well, that's why nobody eats them.
1: I like it. I like honeydew. I also like cantaloupe. People always don't like cantaloupe.
0: I don't know who doesn't like. cantaloupe. I know cantaloupe. all kinds of
1: people who don't like cantaloupe. I don't relate. Cantaloupe is one of the best fruits, in my opinion.
0: It's incredibly sweet. It has to be ripe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You oh, can't. Oh, nice,
1: perfect cantaloupe. They'll fucking eat the whole thing. I don't give a shit. <laughs>
0: We know in Japan, now, it's worth noting that they do this with very many things in Japan, but in Japan, they grow special melons that they rub with cotton gloves. Mm -hmm. I'm not fucking kidding. They put on cotton gloves that are like record collector gloves. Yeah. And they rub the melons.
1: Yes, bitch. To like, to like shine them <laughs> uh-huh. and to
0: polish them. Not uh-huh. like just, not right before they sell them, but they do it all the time. And they put them in special little net bags and they keep them in these atmospheres that are like perfectly calibrated. Oh, They're
1: good melons, though.
0: They sell them for hundreds or thousands of dollars.
1: Someone should buy one for me. I would never buy anything like that, but I would accept it as a gift. <laughs>
0: I would try it. I would, if somebody's
1: cantaloupe or something like that, I'd fuck it up.
0: If somebody at the table bought a $400 Japanese cantaloupe, I'd have a slice. I would sure. fucking
1: just split it down the middle and stick a fucking scoop of vanilla ice cream in it and eat it like any other cantaloupe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's like your buddy comes over and and you've gotten into scotch and whiskey for the past few years and you're really excited to share You know, a nice, rare, sort of expensive whiskey with your friend. He takes it and glugs it over some ice and pours some soda on it.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) My feelings, I know I have controversial feelings on this kind of stuff, is that if you buy a luxury item, if you have to treat it like like it's precious and it can't be used for its purpose, then you are not getting your money's worth. Like if you spend uh money on a car and you're like, no, this car is too nice. I cannot drive it in the mud. I cannot like do whatever, then you can't afford that car. It's your car and you need to use it until it's done, man. If I get a cantaloupe, I'm gonna enjoy it in any way I fucking can. If I spend a thousand dollars, it's my fucking cantaloupe. And if I can't just eat it like a, like a free man, then I can't afford that cantaloupe. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Who is more important?
0: You or the item? Sure. And I mean, I would use that same logic against like consuming just about anything that is marketed as being upscale. Right. Right. (laughs) That
1: that. is a lie. Like the the idea of having stuff upscale is just like overcomplicating things that should be simple. You should not be buying things because it is the most luxurious option. If you want true luxury, then you buy something that costs half as much, but you buy the most utilitarian and perfectly produced version of that thing so you buy it once and you never have to buy it ever again you don't buy one that hooks the internet you don't buy one where you have to get a subscription right <laughs> as i'm saying don't get the cantaloupe with the wi-fi man. <laughs> and, and, and if you do you fucking eat it like it's any other fucking cantaloupe because it was made to die <laughs> Uh, where flies from basically everywhere except for antarctica much like everything else is a pest
0: you know, uh, we keep finding out, where are snakes? Snakes are everywhere except Ireland and Antarctica. Well, there's a list of c- a couple places. Right,
1: but where flies are, f- are in Ireland,
0: too. <laughs> well, where, are, yeah, yeah, where are flies? Mm-hmm. Everywhere except Antarctica. Yeah. Well, Antarctica's sticking out to me. Like, maybe there's something about this place.
1: I feel like there's something going on down there. I don't know what it is. I don't necessarily think it's Nazis, but I think there's something going on down there.
0: Oh, I wasn't going for Nazis. I was just saying, hey. Everyone
1: always goes for Nazis in Antarctica first. That's that's always the go-to. And I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the neutrinos.
0: Is it really? They're not. They're absolutely (laughs) not there. You're thinking of Argentina, another place (laughs) that starts with A, where they definitely went. You know where else they went? To America to work (laughs) at NASA. (laughs) Right. (laughs) NASA, you know, astronauts go up in space so cool. Nazis, Nazi science, Nazi scientists. (laughs) Uh, Is it cool that they went to float?
1: Mm, maybe. Think about it.
0: No flies in Antarctica, <laughs> no, though. No. uh-uh. See, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You go down there. You have your little base. Are they hooked up to the internet? You know they are. Mm-hmm.
1: I bet you we could make a lot of money if we brought flies to Antarctica. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I do. They'd be like, "What? I've never seen these before." <laughs> <laughs> and you sell them to the- them for like eighteen dollars for a hundred of them. <laughs> something crazy
0: oh wow wow that is no if I mean they've never seen them before they don't know how much they're worth <laughs> right
1: you sell them and you were so... them out in their little thing they live in
0: oh the thing from the thing <laughs> the base where the flies. the base where the Norwegian dog ran up and gave everybody the the disease
1: yeah we'll release all the flies in there and they'll have all their flies that's the real the fly is <laughs> filling the thing
0: with flies. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking, Natalie. Yes. You were thinking like a bulk angle. Yeah. You pretty much said eighteen cents a piece.
1: <laughs> we'll work the numbers out, right?
0: I'm thinking eighteen dollars for one, and Ooh. and. You get little enclosures for them. Uh-huh. My pet fly. Oh, can you bring a dog to Antarctica? No, not really. Can you bring a cat to Antarctica? No, are you stupid? Right, right. Can you have my own fly, trademark? And the
1: fly lives just about as long as you'd be staying in Antarctica. Because they, they send you home, right? You don't live there all the time. Oh,
0: you do go home, yeah. Yeah. So
1: your your buddy dies, you go home.
0: Oh, see? That's the Antarctic see? way. <laughs> That's perfect. You know, sometimes (laughs) people have a summer romance. You know, September comes along, you say goodbye. You move on with your life. The fly is the same way. The Antarctic summer. (laughs) March comes for us all in the southern hemisphere, right?
1: Right, and then, you know, you flush your friend go back home. (laughs) See you later, guy. See you on the flip side. (laughs) That pass will cross (laughs) again.
0: I like to think of running into an insect as being an interaction where (laughs) you were now inextricably linked. Yeah. To this animal uh-huh. and like your paths have crossed and you shall meet again.
1: All the bugs you've killed. You've totally dispatched them. Are you saying that yeah. you did not play an important part in their life?
0: No, I I'm saying it's kind of blown my mind thinking about, you know, there's all of these animals that I've, for better or worse, played a part in their life. Mm-hmm. And we shall meet again. Right. Reform like Voltron. Come back as a dog. <laughs>
1: You're gonna be a dog next time, and maybe the flies are gonna be the elephants.
0: Dogs and elephants are cool, man. We'll have a better relationship next time.
1: <laughs> I think dogs are afraid of elephants, probably. Unless they grew up with them. <laughs>
0: So the main the main thing of a fly is flying around. You right. can't you can't get around it. You no. can't call it fly and not talk about. It. So tell me, what are they doing?
1: They're flapping their arms like everyone that flies. <laughs> They are very maneuverable flyers. They fly all over the place and they're able to zip and zap around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh they have these things called halteres. And they are like gyroscopic organs and it makes it so they're able to balance and guide themselves around really quickly, right? Okay. And then they have like all kinds of wing steering muscles and they're just pretty good at flying. That's why they call them flies, man.
0: I think they're one of those insects where their wings move so fast it's to them, it's kind of like the swimming through water right right
1: right right. they will fly in a straight line and then make rapid changes in direction like a ufo huh they can do 90 degree turns in 50 milliseconds and they are usually compelled to fly around because of visual stimuli so if he he observes an object then the nerves in his crazy eyeballs will get activated and activate the steering muscles in his thorax
0: okay okay
1: that's a very complicated way of saying he sees something and moves around
0: well so they're gonna be food motivated i mean the reason they buzz around so they can find stuff to eat right
1: right because i mean they don't have jobs (laughs) they (laughs) don't have anywhere to go really except for where food is i think that's the main story with most animals
0: i mean yeah flies fly around so that's their name and then they eat and that's what they do and whenever you see a fly and it's not flying or eating you know what it's doing it's sitting there somewhere. And you know what he's doing? He raises up his two front arms and starts rubbing his hands together. Like, right. "Oh, I can't fucking wait to eat shit." Right. He
1: loves to eat shit, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a main thing. It's probably just because it stinks. Right. It stinks and it's it's edible enough to them. So they're just like, oh. Yeah, and it's like everywhere. And you know what I bet the thing is? I bet they just end up eating shit because other animals are not going to eat it. Right. And it's always Someone like... Someone has
1: to eat the shit.
0: And, and prey animals, like if there's cat shit around... No mice are gonna be around. If mice come around, they see cat shit, they're like, Jesus Christ, there's a cat here. Mm -hmm. We gotta get out of here, right? Mm -hmm. So I think... Mice eat shit? Well, I'm not sure, but I feel like predator feces would deter prey. Yeah. The flies... Don't care.
1: Well, they're not prey of cats.
0: Do mice eat shit? I'm not really sure. I feel like the main thing they like to do is gnaw into a bag of sugar. They find the biggest bag of sugar that you have, and they take a little bite and maybe don't eat any, but it leaks all over the floor. And then you're like, well, I can't cook with (laughs) fucking sugar that a mouse gnawed on, and who knows what else he was doing when I wasn't looking. Mm -hmm. Throw the whole bag of sugar away. That motherfucker. If I believed in conspiracy theories, which I do... (laughs) Uh (laughs) Tied to the sugar industry, that's all.
1: Oh yeah, you think that the mice are not real like in the same way birds are not real? And that the mice are actually working on behalf of the sugar industry to destroy our snacks and make us buy more?
0: Well, mice are real. It's just, you know, could mice be trained? I don't know. Is that the main thing scientists do is train mice and rats? Yes.
1: They could easily put like a little chip in a mouse and make him a robot.
0: I don't even think you have to put a chip in a mouse. I think a mouse is a chip. (laughs) A mouse is like a raspberry Pi worth of processing power. Right. If you knew the right way to do it, you could put some shitty version of Linux on a mouse and have a mouse be a web server.
1: <laughs> That's how I hosted my website. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't know that. There was another thing about me you didn't know <laughs>
0: The opening doors, just yeah. running down the hallway, opening doors. I feel like doors. we're
1: getting closer to this episode. You feel closer than we were before we started. I do. Maybe it's time for you to open up.
0: <laughs> See, I told I told you I fucked up. I told you everything about me on our, first, on our first date.
1: Just dumped it out on the first date. You're supposed to ration it out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I met this guy. I think I like him. Oh, what's he like? Oh, he hates sound.
1: <laughs> he doesn't like to eat food.
0: yeah he sounds like a weirdo yeah well
1: (laughs) that's how i like him
0: don't know what to tell you
1: (laughs) is it the weirdest one yet i'm probably gonna marry him you know how they can use maggots to treat wounds
0: i've heard about that i don't know anything about it though
1: the maggots will only eat tissue that is like not doing that great Right? And so they will use maggots for debridement, which is when they remove like dead tissue and stuff from wounds to make it heal like nicely and like infected. Mm-hmm. So they get everything that's all caca and the maggots eat it.
0: So they will only just eat the dead tissue. Yeah. Very much. Right, right. So the flies lay eggs. The eggs hatch and turn into larvae, mm-hmm. which is what we call maggots. Then those go into pupa and then they actually metamorphosize into flies. Yeah. They're like little wigglers and then they pull like a butterfly situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And so when they have like the guys who go on wounds, they are blowfly larvae.
0: Bloatfly. Blue. Blow. Oh, blowfly.
1: Blue fly larvae. Okay. And
0: Oh, bloat fly is from Fallout. That's what I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not it. It's
0: a radioactive one.
1: <laughs> they have been using flies on wounds throughout history. Originally, it was like, uh-oh, you've uh, got maggots on your wound, but then yeah. they're like, it works. It's like symbiosis with nature, right?
0: Playing some old bug crawl in your wound. That's the history of humanity. And
1: they're like, actually, the wound with the bugs on it was doing better, so let's get everyone
0: some bugs. That's the only time in the history of the world that an actually guy came along and was right
1: <laughs> actually well you know someone had to do a good job at being an actually guy to make everyone else want to copy off of them
0: yeah that's pretty much how everything starts
1: like one guy says actually this is like something that is actually the truth and is going to benefit everybody for knowing but everyone's like oh it was really cool and that guy said actually and then they just didn't know how to do it right <laughs> If you're just, like, stating the obvious, that's not as cool as, like, when you enlighten everybody.
0: Yeah. That's always the part when people are doing something that they've seen. That's the part they always leave out is the enlightenment.
1: Right. But you can't enlighten other people. That's impossible.
0: It's just, like, somebody on that MC Escher stairway that just, they keep walking up the stairs, but then they end up in the same space because it's an illusion. hmm And the whole time, they're like, actually, I love suffering. <laughs> I want to come back here.
1: <laughs> ah, speaking of the endless cycle of death and rebirth, did you know that there's maggots on corpses and that they are useful for forensic entomologists?
0: No. How does that work?
1: So you'll have a corpse. Like you would, like stroll in through the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Oops! There's a corpse, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Where did he come from? When did he die? How long has he been dead? Like, who is this guy? He's like very much rotten, right?
0: Yeah. Check
1: the check the maggots, man. You could tell like when did this guy die based on like how old those maggots look. Oh. You can be like, oh, who is this guy? He's just a skeleton. There's a couple maggots on it. Then you could take the maggots and test the maggots for DNA. They'll have the guy's uh-huh. DNA, down, right? Okay. And so you can determine time of death. You can determine how long it's been. You can determine, like, maybe if you move the body from one place to another. Like, if it has maggots on it that are, like, novel. Like, oh, these are beach maggots. There's no reason for these to be in the grocery store. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I had no idea. That sounds really useful, actually. Right, right. So
1: everything is useful, even if it's yucky. You have to, like, accept everything. That's the theme for this episode is, you know, it sounds caca, but it's fine.
0: Well, you know... (laughs) On one hand, you can say everything is useful, even if it's yucky, and on the other one, you could say maybe this is a prison planet because we have to use maggots to clean our wounds.
1: Well, I mean, who knows? What does it matter?
0: It's all about perspective. Maybe you got $10,000, but maybe to you, that's like a million dollars.
1: Right, right. It is all about perspective. What did you learn today about flies?
0: Honestly, the biggest thing, and this is really, I'm going to be thinking about this for a while. There's a million of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Not a million individual flies. No. A million no. different kinds of flies. A million. And there's probably a million of each of those kinds. At least. Probably. Think about it. There
0: might be a few where there's just a hundred of them. Uh, like a cult. Guys,
1: they that so fast.
0: Occult flies. Yeah, Hidden flies. Oh,
1: I forgot to talk about the crypt flies at the fucking mausoleum. Those guys are nasty. Those are the nastiest flies. Those are the ones that only live in, like, crypts. And then you go into the mausoleums, and then you get all these little flies flying around your mouth. And they are, like, flies that evolved to be in crypts. And then they eat the liquids that come out of corpses that are, like, in the crypts. Yeah. And so then they come and get your spit, and it's awful. Because they were just eating a corpse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You get a little dead guy juice yeah. in your mouth.
1: There's so little, can't be a lot of dead guy juice, but you don't want any of it.
0: No. You know who really hates dead guy juice? <laughs>
1: Cory Grella. <laughs> She's never said she wanted any when I've offered her any at all.
0: And You know, I would never I would never accuse anybody of being a neat freak. I feel like that's a very negative power to cast on what is maybe a positive characteristic of being hygienic, but Cory Grella, no dead guy juice. Sorry, just great insurance at great prices. Right.
1: Great guy juice.
0: <laughs> just great guy juice. Yeah.
1: know, where they have the largest reservoir of great guy juice in that, central Ohio.
0: That would be in Harlem Township. Right,
1: the Hoover Dam, great juice.
0: Not that Hoover Dam, but yes, that great juice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They also don't have any flies in Harlem.
0: Can you blame them? Get them out of here. It
1: kind of gives you the creeps when you're there. Because you go and it's like, there's this really weird quiet, like there's nothing alive there.
0: No buzzing anything. Well, all the energy contained is there in Harlem Township. It's just deep underground. It's the place where you dig to get energy.
1: (laughs) Can you dig it? Harlem Township.
0: If you haven't already, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity, that's where you're going to get our live trivia, our other games, our continuous 24-7 chat, and all of the episodes you've never heard before. Something like 150, dare I say? What the fuck? So, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Thanks again for listening.
1: Oh, uh, this was uh, suggested by Hunky Chungus.
0: Hunky Chungus, thanks again. The suggester of several episodes. If you want to suggest an episode, hit the Discord. You know the address by now, baby.
1: If you're a suggestion, Lord. Prove it. <laughs>
0: we love for you to prove it. <laughs> hey, thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. I love you. Goodbye.